Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here we go, then, with the midweek domestic podcast, MWDP. That's correct. Oh, yeah. DP is a... Is a Domestic anyway, podcast. Domestic, yeah, domestic, podcast. domestic podcast. All it could possibly That's all it for. could possibly mean. Nothing else. Um... <laughs> MWDP. Here we go. Hands in pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. So you've got the usual holy trinity of egg chasers. I'm Tim. JB, hello. Hello, Tim. Hello, Philip. Hi, Tim. We're sat in the rugby dungeon, a.k.a. JB's basement. We're surrounded by incredible amounts of rugby stash hung up on... Walls. Manacles. JB and Phil sat on some leather <laughs> manacles. <laughs> JB and Phil sat on two leather reclining chairs. And I'm holding court here with the uh, the, the faders and the mixers and all the buttons. Uh, we're going to get busy talking about domestic rugby. We, if, you, if you're just listening now and you're thinking this is the only podcast this week, you may have just missed the fact that there was a podcast which we uploaded on Sunday night or Monday morning, depending on when you listen to it. Uh, the, all about the Six Nations. We're we're not really going to talk about Six Nations right now. We're going to talk about all of the domestic rugby, and we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend's rugby coming up. Six Nations on the podcast before, which you can as, as well as this one find in I, on iTunes on Acast, and you can follow our chat in amongst in time or the rest of the time. You know what I'm trying to say at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. By the way, we need to get ourselves sorted on Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm I'm on it. I mean, I've got my own Instagram. So far, it's got one picture of a skyline and one picture of, of Oldham Town Hall. So yeah. it's not really worth following. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just happen to know it's for kids. I no, it's not. It. It's not. Honestly, it's for adults. I I know I know this because this is my job. I, this is my job to know about social media. Twitter is 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 big and important, but it's dying slowly. Uh-huh. It will become extinct. Instagram is where it's at, and that's that's the one we need to get on boys come on <sighs> kids kids nowadays James Haskell does a lot on Instagram oh yeah. I'm in then he seems to know Hask, Hask knows what he's doing yes um, right can I quickly get my apologies in early I am going to have to go in about 20 minutes time boys that's okay no problem because we'll, do, we'll do the fun stuff in 20 minutes time Phil yeah oh yeah um, which is weird because I keep I keep apologising for not being there because I was interviewing banners for BT Sport and so I had to not be on the, the last podcast why don't we start with that? What on earth were you doing interviewing Banners? And what did you talk to him on? So, no, no sooner had I landed in the UK after I tripped to New York and I had a missed call on my phone when I got home um, from one of the producers at BT Sport. I, I called him and I was feeling quite jet-lagged and, you know, 
I'm feeling the effects of uh, four, four big days with you two. It was like you just played an international rugby match, wasn't it? Tim? Exactly. Exactly the same. Well, exactly. exactly the same feeling. Body was body was aching, and uh, and they said, Tim, could you go and do a feature with Matt Banahan at Farley House? I mean. Can one, I? That's like smelling salts. <laughs> Try and stop me. Uh, yeah. Farley House. Oh, it looks wow. incredible. Looks, that, wow. That's what all rugby bases sh- should look like. Yes. It does feel like rugby's getting progressively more evil, doesn't it, with all these um, <laughs> owners coming in. You know, yeah. Uh, the team will be based in the stately home. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> it, it's a little bit Foxcatcher, Farley House. Mm. Oh, yeah. Massively. I'd go full Foxcatcher. Before I left, I got offered some freshly baked biscuits straight out of the Farley House kitchen as well. It was... Uh, Do you think... Uh, Tim, are the domestic stuff bothering you again? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think uh, Rob Webber and uh, Davey Wilson take, oh, I, partake in those oh, biscuits? I can, I can imagine. Every they, now and they, again. They all do after after a hard training session. They've well, all if it. they don't start winning... They soon won't be partaking in any fresh Farley House biscuits. Yes, mm. and rightly so. But Banners was uh, everything I hoped he'd be a more really good father. Did you ask him about his brother's tattoo? Did you ask him about... Uh, privately, yeah, I said, I said uh, is, there's a picture, is there a picture of you with your brother? So he's got lots of tattoos. One of the tattoos is a, a picture which, when he stands next to his brother, makes one complete folk picture. Like the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he said, there is a picture of him and his brother, but he doesn't want that one to be shared publicly so it's, it's never been seen by us mere mortals <laughs> why have a tattoo that you why? don't want anyone to see and don't understand well they know he's why spent to... thousands of pounds on something that you do not want anyone to see he's, he's a very mischievous guy Matt Banahan that's, that's what I will say of him in a, in a really good way I, 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 you can have a good time with him and he's, he's he was, uh, we were reminiscing about nights out in Bath not together but just separately. so. What, what did you talk about? Because did you talk, did you ask him uh, about what he intends to do after playing rugby? Tattoo artist I know has to be. Well, his brother owns a pub, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's played for Waterloo, I think. I think he? if Matt Banahan had his own way, he'd be a, a golfer. Oh, he really? Play, he plays off a he plays off a good score, and he, uh, he, he motorbikes and golf is his big passions. Anyway, so uh, that was on the program before Bath's game. So why don't we start with Bath's game? Who managed to eke out a win against Newcastle? Oh, this just, is heartbreak. Just, I, I, I was kind of rooting for Newcastle in this because they, oh, I was, I was. Yeah, I, as much as I love Bath, I just kind of think that they were playing the right way. Um, now, where do we start here? Mike Delaney has the face of a man that spent twelve months on the Eastern Front. <laughs> it's like he's seen that many horrors. Well, think of all the Georgians who play at Clermont. Oh, yeah, you should see him. Looks traumatized. You should see him on that uh, Russian sub at the start of that Bond film playing chess or something <laughs> That's like that. Exactly what uh, a chiselled face. Uh, it was just heartbreak. Um, yeah. Newcastle did pretty much everything right. Then everything falls their way. Uh, Francois Lowe, I don't think should have been sent off. But then the more I watched oh, it, I thought, the, the, hang on a minute. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he should. That was on Mickey Young's where he yeah, slams silly. the takedown round his neck and slams him That was WWE ground. stuff. Yeah, I watched yeah. it first time like, in the penalty and then I watched it again in the yellow card. I thought, actually, no, he should go. He should yeah. actually go for that. It, it was defi- definitely a yellow card. So low goes. Then Henry Thomas comes on for all of two minutes. He's got three yellow cards this season alone and he doesn't even start. Yeah. Discipline's a big issue for Bath this season. Uh, yeah. yeah. It is. And then Newcastle choke. And I've never, ever seen a game, unless you two can correct me, where the fly half has had four cracks at a drop goal. Three of them in the same phase of play, passage of play, yeah. and missed every one of them. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's probably um, his shell-shocked, shaky hands which are doing it. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think Andy Goode was thinking when he was watching that game? Time to retire. <laughs> <laughs> Not spending any, any more time with these jokers. Well, that, that, that choice was taken away from him huh? um, because his, I think his deal must have finished with Newcastle. Yeah. And hasn't been renewed. He had a so. three-month... Three well, deal. he was there just to cover uh, Delaney. Yeah, it was, was just a yeah. three-month, so, yeah. three-month deal. Um, but he he has announced he announced his retirement from pre-season training. So we'll have to wait until September to see Andy Good again. Uh, unless he goes to Irish, Irish could do with a fly half right now. <laughs> no, Greg well, Tonks. Greg Tonks. I mean, w- when we were out in New Jersey watching watching that game at the Red Bull Arena, we were we were all saying Tonks makes a big difference to this team, and yes, and he did to the, he did today as we, uh, he did on. Sunday, when London Irish chalked up a massive win in the context of their season. That is huge. Paddy's Day victory against Gloucester. And it would have been, if Newcastle had won, it would have been virtually irrelevant. But it now brings them within five points of Newcastle. So they're edging. Now, I I think the Greg Tonks thing has um, some weight behind it. I think it's it's genuinely important, as was Andy Goode when Newcastle went on three on the bounce, as was Francois Hugard, and they've won... Uh, four out of five. Mm. I like to call it the halfback honeymoon period. So if you're in a relegation, <laughs> halfback honeymoon. Wow. Okay. If I'm you're in a relegation battle, all you need to do is sign a new halfback, and you'll start winning games. Because all good. three of them have done it, and they've all immediately like the first game those halfbacks have played, or the second game in Greg Tonk's case, they've won. Well, if you're a bad club, the chances are you got bad halfbacks, I guess. Yeah. So you sign a quality halfback, someone with a bit of international quality. And uh, away you start go. winning games, yeah. Although I've not really ever heard of Greg Tonks. I mean, he's, he's a Pro 12 player. And... He's a, he was a Leicester Academy guy that played a lot in the Championship for Nottingham um, before going to. I think he might have gone to a Premiership team, but was only ever well, in the background. But, but then he sort of did quite well in Scotland because he's, yeah, he's got Scottish well, uh, I know descendants. of a Pro 12 fly off coming to the Premiership very soon to replace Danny Cipriani. Does anyone else know? A Pro 12 fly half. Yeah. Now, it'll be, I could te- it'll be the, the Scarlet's lad. Well, I, Jones? I, I could tell you, but if you want to really know, I would say tune in to the American Rugby Pod because that's where I got it from oh, and they will tell you okay. who oh, it really? may be. It's that American Oh, American. Um, Shh. Shh. What's his name? They're, they're in, they're, all right. Well, we, okay. They're well, in the story. Right, okay. You can okay. find out on the American Rugby Pod. Yeah, that's the end of it. Good friends of ours, the American Rugby Podcast. If you're interested in rugby um, and you can find them there at American Rugby Pod on Twitter. That's exactly right. Uh, good guys. Very good, st- good guys. Good stand-up guys. Very good guys. Hate hate boozing. Hate a drink. Oh yeah, they really hate quiet a drink. nights. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't lead us lead us astray and let us lead them astray. <laughs> no, no, in no, New no, York no. at all. <laughs> there was no stories to tell whatsoever. We were in bed uh, at a reasonable hour. Absolutely. So half back honeymoon. Half back honeymoon period. Yes. Like it. And we'll see. We'll see whose honeymoon period ends first, and then that'll be the relegated team. Well, here's the honeymoon period that's going to end very soon, and I think it's all these players that've been paid an awful lot of money to play at Bath. There's going to be a clear out in the summer. There just has to be. Yeah. There is too many too many players there that believe that they are, you know, top four players, and they might be if the team's doing well. But they've got too many passengers. I'm looking at this team. I'm thinking, who is well, going to drag drag them out of where they are? We've got so, too many number eights. Well, they've got a lot of number eights. I, I think they need to look at the type five. Yeah. yeah. La- last season was... We well, they are. Charteris is coming. We were Charteris is coming. Uh, Stook is coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah whatever squad, that means. Squad player. Um, you've but also got Falatau. Uh, but the, the front row aren't really doing it. The uh, type five, yeah. The front row last year were playing brilliantly. But Wilson seems to have got worse. Webber's nowhere to be seen. 
Um, the, the the two young lads, Autorak and Henry Cat. Thomas, oh, what, uh, how about not, Cat? not developed. Yeah, Cat. Cat, I thought was coming on wonderfully. Max yeah. Lahiv's a squad player. Um, West, but he's the guy um, that tends to start. Well, they've got a good, they've got a now. very good young hooker. The guy, they're like the third choice hooker. His name escapes me at this moment, which is annoying. But he looks, he looks like he's a, a potential. A, a, but I mean, these guys are getting paid serious money at a big club with ambitions to win Europe, not just the, the Premiership, Europe, and they're nowhere near. They need a clear moment. Up. Not at the moment. It will be interesting because. I think I read the other day that um, Eastman and Joseph haven't played a Premiership game together this season. Wow! Because of injuries and because of the World Cup and then the, mm. the Six Nations. Yeah, so you got Ford, Eastman, Joseph, Watson. Yeah, get yep. those boys back together. Rocco. Yeah, because Rocco scored two banners. Yeah, but you know what? They're also missing a scrum half because Chris Cook played like an idiot. On <laughs> I like Chris Cook. I do as well, but um, it was a penalty to Bath. And, yeah, hang on. So where do we go with this? It was a situation. There's a penalty to Bath, and then something happened, and it resulted in Chris Cook standing up and confronting the referee. Now, if it wasn't penalty to Bath, it would be uh, it would be a penalty against Chris Cook. I think he was lucky not to get a yellow card. Actually, really? Yeah, I think it was. I can't remember what the situation was, but it was a situation where something happened with a Newcastle player, which was far more serious than what Cook did. Like a yellow card type serious uh, situation. Right, okay. So Chris Cook is screaming at the ref. And um, seen that a bit recently. Luke Narraway in that London Irish game uh, a few weeks ago. You saw he was he was incensed about a try, and he was right up in the ref's face, just shouting, "Check it, check it!" Check yeah, it. yeah, that's what, yeah. I remember J- that. JP Doyle actually said to I don't know I didn't actually see who it was. One of the Saracens player, "Don't scream at me." Yeah, it, what, someone said, "Sa sa sa." Yeah, well the um, the re- video match official said. Do you want to go and check for abuse? Which I thought was wow. very interesting. But they just let it go. Wow. So that was Bath. Interesting. Bath probably uh, will be safe. Yeah, they probably. will they, they will be, they but, will be. They will be. I think I think what I think what Bath needs, you know, if uh, Mike Ford's an excellent coach, but there's there's something leadership well I don't know there's there's something missing. I mean we can't quite work out what's changed from last year. I don't know what it is, but the the one Person, I don't know what's. I don't know. I don't know what Stuart Hooper's playing situation is beyond this season. I've got. I'll, I'll guess he's going. He's going to stop. Well, I, there hasn't been. I think his deal is up this summer, but there's right. been no talk about it. I don't know. It's all very quiet. But I would love to see Stuart Hooper have a role he seems, behind the scenes. I hate, at Bath. I hate they seem to love him because yeah. I did love Stuart Hooper, but recently he just looks so miserable. At one point, I think it was Chris Cook actually. He had to push Chris Cook into contact. And it just it it kind of summed up their entire game, which they're just not doing the basics right. Chris Cook's dancing on the, on the line. Uh, Stuart Hooper comes up behind him, shoves him in the back just wow. to make him go forward. Yeah. Ma- Maver- Maverick suggestion: If uh, Mike Ford does decide to go and seek new pastures, Stuart or gets fired. Stuart Hooper dor. There you go. <laughs> How about it? Mm. Hear him now, believe him later. Hear me now, believe me mm. later. Interesting. Uh, any any other games this weekend you want to talk about? Uh, yes. I want to talk about one more game in sort of detail and then you can do whatever you want with the, with the rest of it because I've not seen any more rugby. Okay. Jaguars. <laughs> oh, super rugby. <laughs> it's their first it's home Jagu- game. Uh, 
this was actually I watched a bit of this with Phil yeah and straight after the England France game at, at times I was just laughing with <laughs> joy and ecstasy but they're well, not going to play from there no. surely they're not going to play from there these boys are unbelievable now they've had their discipline issues they've only I think two some the... super rugby boys come on let's go <laughs> well like this team is a worse team than their players suggest all they do is throw ridiculous offloads I mean I don't mean you know 50-50s I mean like and anything. What is that, Tim? I was looking for some sexy music. <laughs> there we go. No, that's not sexy. <laughs> what do you find sexy, Le- Tim? Leave the sexy music. Leave the sexy music. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Just for a second. There we go. Let's talk Jaguars. Yeah. Right. They are exceptional at, f- at four things, maybe. And they're absolutely useless at everything else. <laughs> so the four things. So offloads. Yep. Oh, my uh, word. Run, running with a, run, broken field running. Oh, magnificent. Incredible. Uh, kit. Kit and being, being international playboys. Being, oh yeah, being international playboys. They, yeah. they might have scored not just try in in like what four weeks of Super Rugby. They might have scored not just three of the tries of the season, but three of the best tries ever yeah, scored. But, but they simply <laughs> don't care about anything else. Defense not interested. Tactical I love it. Not interested. Love it. <laughs> but they're bad for it. That's the problem. They're not actually a very a very good team. Uh, a couple of things to note. The Argentine crowd are very well healed. There are more jumpers over shoulders in that crowd than <laughs> any other stadium in the world. It was polo shirt, jumper over the yeah. top. But yeah. they wear polo shirts because they play polo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not because yeah, they're yeah. wearing polo shirts. They come straight from a polo and match. Dis- yeah, and discipline. Okay, yeah. It's one thing to be off the field because you've got a yellow card. It's another thing to be off the field because you're tuning your motorbike or <laughs> you're doing your hair, chatting up one of the delicious girls which are stood around the stadium. <laughs> it, they are comfortable the best team in the world to watch if yes. you just enjoy smiling. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was ridiculous. It was it was incredible. I love it. And as Phil 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 point, pointed out, you know what animal is on the shirt? Not a jaguar. There's a leopard, isn't it? <laughs> no so puma. They got, they, no, there's a well, leopard. They got they got so they called the pumas, but it was actually a jaguar. They're now called the jaguars, but, they, but someone got it wrong. The designer got the, it wrong. Yeah, so but they've actually got a. Le- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my God, why why can't anyone get the big cats right? What's going on? (laughs) It just adds to the farcical nature of, of, of the entire thing. But if they you could... sure they haven't done that deliberately? Because oh, no, it's no, because... no, it is a genuine accident. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's deliberate. Check it out. Check it out. It must be deliberate. <laughs> is this? Hold on. Who's winding me up here? Who's telling well, me the truth? Hand of God. Hand of God. <laughs> 
it's it's a it's a joke, right? Because <laughs> look, lost Tim... pu- lost pumas is what we call them, but actually they should it's be a called jaguars. Yeah. Should be jaguars. Right, so these are the jags. <laughs> They've got a leopard. Um... They haven't. <laughs> Get lost. <laughs> Not April the first yet. <laughs> Nearly. Uh, and that's all the rugby that I've seen domestically. So. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a little break because I will have to go shortly. Okay, cool. um, but I've got a game of Who Am I for you. Okay, good. Away. good. So, uh, Who Am I? I am a professional. So, if you have a guess and you get it wrong, you pass control to the other person. Have a listen, try and guess before Phil and JB. I am a former international rugby player, currently aged 35, born in Truro, Cornwall. My positions. Positions? Pr- positions predominantly fullback and wing. I was known for my finishing ability. I played nine times for England. I played 38 times for Gloucester, 124 times for London Wasps, 55 times for Bath. Gloucester, Bath and it is the crowbar. What's his face? I can't remember his name. He looks a little bit like me. I now work at Investec Bank. Oh, Tom Bank. Voice. Tom, Tom Voice. Voice. Yes. Phil. Phil won yes. it. Tom Voice. Yes. Yeah. Tom Voice. And it looks a little bit like me. Gave it me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, it looks a bit like. <laughs> he does look a bit like JB. Uh, I didn't know his uncle won twenty-seven caps for England. Oh. Yeah, and won a Grand Slam. He also had an appearance for London Welsh. Yeah, he did. Uh, and Tom Voice's middle names. He is called Thomas Michael Dunstan Voice. There we go. That's a rugby playing name right there. Uh, there you go. Well done. Well done, Phil. So Thank you. One all for the week. Yes. JB right, well, won the, on the international pod. Well, before you make your sharp exit, maybe you should talk about our sharpest sponsor. The, you mean the... Cornerstone. Precision engineering of Cornerstone razor blades. Exactly. For which you can try for pretty much no risk whatsoever. And you can see just how incredible the precision engineering is of the award-winning blades that beat Wilkinson Sword and Gillette to the GQ Razor of the Year Award, uh, you can get a £10 discount on your first order. You only have to spend £4 to get, uh, to, get, to get a first order, in fact, and you get a free engraved shaft razor handle with could have your initials on it, metal, sent to you, and you can give it a go like so many people have. £10 off if you go to cornerstone.co.uk forward slash eggchasers to place your first order like so many people have. Excellent. Excellent. Or egg ten at checkout. Or egg ten at checkout. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. And uh, it, it, we believed in the product, so we got in touch with Cornerstone. Said, "Can you do us and our listeners a deal?" They did, and loads of people are trying it. Just if you look look up Cornerstone and egg chasers on Twitter, and you'll see what people are saying about it. Anyway, so yeah, some good reviews on Twitter. We Very wouldn't, good. we wouldn't, we wouldn't get you an offer for something we didn't believe in. Anyway, um, why don't you make you make your getaway now? Yes. You you go, we'll talk about the games, and then we'll do the predictions. And I'll make your predictions for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, you are. Let the boys play. Big London Irish win. Nice one. See you, Tim. See you, Tim. Right, Phil. Other results, please. Go. Did you watch any of these other games, then? No, nothing. Okay. Sticking with the Premiership. Yep. Uh, game I did watch this afternoon, Leicester fairly comfortably beat, beat Saracens. 21-13. No, I say I've not seen anything. But I have seen some highlights, and it did look like Freddie Burns did actually quite 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 well today. Freddie Burns scored a try. Uh, his kicking was a little bit hit and miss, but he was deserved. Uh, sorry, kicking at sticks was a little bit hit and miss. His kicking out of hand was generally excellent, and he was deserved man of the match. How was his distribution? 
pretty good. Pretty so, good. The, the first half was not great by either team. Mm-hmm. Second half, Leicester really came alive, scored some good tries, and it was Burns at the heart of everything. So, if you're England now with a team that doesn't need a kicker because you've got Owen Farrell, but you do need someone who can play a bit, Freddie Burns. Uh, no. How far he has fallen? Um, he'd still be my fourth. Uh, would he be my fourth choice? He'd be top five. Oh, that's very generous. Uh, and what does this do to, do to the table? Well, good question. Well, that's not the most important one for the table. The most okay. important one was the earlier kickoff that was on BT Sport, where Exeter put in a great uh, second half performance to fight back against Northampton to win 20 points to 12. What, they won that? They won that. Yeah. Wow, because I, I was following that on that on, on Twitter and I had no idea. Exeter just love winning uh, late doors. Late. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, good, good fitness, good team bond. Um, and that, because Saracens lost, means that Exeter have gone top. So Exeter, I've not actually seen this confirmed yet. But I presume I'm right in saying that this is the first time that Exeter have topped the Aviva Premiership. I think they might have done it before, you know. Really? They've certainly got as high as second, definitely, okay. Okay. in previous years. But yeah, top of the table, them and Saracens have both won 12 out of 17. And Saracens, of the five that they've lost, four have come during the Six Nations period. Oh, my word. So that shows just how important that... I mean, they, they lose nine players to the Six Nations. And they're good players as well. <laughs> they're, they're pretty, they're pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, there's also an element, I think, of Saracens now, losing their veneer of invincibility. Yes. I think Wasps smashed that veneer of invincibility when they put 60 points on them. Mm. Um, and then everyone sees them as beatable. Um, in a couple of weeks, though... I do think it'll be back to normal service for Saracens when. So well, they don't the, the really boys will need... have a rest week, and then after that, winning the table's nice. But actually, all they need to do is win two win two win two games in the playoffs. They're away. Oh yeah, that, that's a top four, which they will almost certainly get with five games left, and they are eleven points off fifth place. I I don't see anyone stopping Saracens really, um, at home or in in Europe. Really? No, in no. Europe. I think Wasps and Saracens are going to be absolute destroyers. I think Wasps have got more firepower than Saracens. In, in their back yeah. line, their their back three. Uh, so if they start with Wade, Piatau, and Frank Halai as a back three, that has got a lot more firepower than Good, Ashton, and Wiles. It's getting them the ball, mind you. They're not. Hmm, it's interesting. I was talking to a Wasps player, and with players, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, Provado about what they can and cannot do, but they said they were ta- talking genuinely about winning Europe. I mean, that's a, that's a standard that they've set for this season. I think they, uh, I think so they, so could, they hammered Saracens, and they very comfortably beat Toulon as well earlier in the season. Mm. I think they, I think they can do. Um, whether they will do is a whole different ball game, particularly because they're currently in third, and if at the end of the season they're having to fight the the fight both fronts, the Premiership. Uh, top four and Europe, and that's a very different situation. I but mean, it, we've seen mm. Toulon have won three European Championship, but twice they got beat in the final. Uh, once the Stade Francais wants to cast because they were also playing uh, playing Europe. And the other, th- well, the other thing I'd say is this format probably suits Wasps more than it suits Saracens. I'm not saying Wasps are going to be a better team, but in a one-off game, who would you less likely less like to face than Wasps? Uh, yeah, well, in a one-off game, Wasps and Saracens, for slightly different reasons, but both of those two can beat just about anyone on their day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how how do Wasps go? 
Uh, Was very comfortably beat Sale. Uh, saw a couple of tries. Wade scored. Piatow scored. Uh, it's how fairly, did Sale? Fairly standard. Did Sale score much? Uh, did Sale ever score much? They scored twelve points. They got a couple of tries. Uh, Sippers only got one kick. Well, I'll tell you why I'm asking because uh, I was with uh, as with the BBC on Thursday. Yeah. And there was a Sale player there, and I was asking them about you know why are they so good at home, what what, um, what they're doing well, and. Um, the word is well, it's not the word. Apparently, what all all they're doing is they're doing rugby league patterns as taught to them by ex rugby league superstar Paul Deacon, and that's all that's all that they're doing in training, backs and forwards. So if you're watching them now, it's pattern, 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 pattern. And he says that is why they are scoring so so frequently, whereas before they they hardly scored at all. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I, I was interested interested to see see how, see how they went along. Yeah, they got a couple of tries, but they were playing. A team comfortably better than them uh, in Wasps. Okay. Uh, other games? Uh, the other ones in the Premiership, well, London Irish, which we mentioned before, yep. narrowly beat Gloucester. Uh, it's not their year, is it, Gloucester? Next year. Next year. Next yeah, year, next year definitely. definitely. Charge your calendars. Get your calendar ready. <laughs> next Some year big signings. It's Gloucester's year. Um, and Worcester beat Quinns at Quinns. Hear me now, believe me later. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I am surprised. I should have actually put a bet on that. It's all its all about the halfback honeymoon. It is. Yeah, you should have put a bet on that, because you would have got good odds. Okay, um, uh, uh, and Harlequins, as well as Saracens, finishing off a pretty miserable um, Six Nations period. I mean, Harlequins has slipped from top four to into, seventh, uh, into sixth place currently, but they were comfortably top four. They were streets ahead. Okay. Uh, as quickly and as disrespectfully as you can, what happened in the Pro 12? Well, there's only two games because they were rearranged fixtures. Fine. Uh, Glasgow beat Leinster in a thriller, great twelve six, and Cardiff Blues beat Munster in what is actually probably a genuine thriller, thirty seven twenty eight. That is quite a high scoring game. It is, but again, probably extremely low quality and not worth watching. So, how do we think uh, this week's game is going to go? Good question. Let me get the fixtures up. In fact, it is back to the Premiership because sometimes you go Premiership Six Nations into Europe. Uh, well, they have in past years. So we've got a full full fixture list of Aviva and Pro 12. There's, right. there's no no rest for the wicked. Uh, okay, well, let's go with Pro 12 first, get it out of the way with. Chronologically, how, uh, how's it look? Okay, Friday night, Munster host Zebra. Next. Cardiff host Benetton Treviso. Got that. And what's probably going to be a good game, Glasgow host Ulster. Ah, okay, that's probably going to be okay, providing all the international players are back. Uh, well, yeah, Ulster... Um, relatively consistent. They'll get a few guys back. Glasgow. It'll be interesting to see who they do get back. But tough place to go, and should be quite a good game. Mm-hmm. Next, um, Welsh Derby. Is it not next? It is. You're very well informed on the Pro Twelve this week. Oh, stop it, Phil. It's almost like you've read this before. <laughs> almost, almost. Um, so Ospreys host Scarlets. Okay. Um, which should be quite a good game. Um, and Connacht host Leinster. In what is, I think, being dubbed the Battle of Robbie Henshaw. Except, doesn't matter who wins because Robbie Henshaw's a traitor and we'll go to Leinster anyway. Pretty much, yes. Okay, so not really the Battle of Robbie Henshaw. Uh, no, no. It'd be interesting to see how many uh, players. I, would, I wouldn't play him. I'd make, I'd make him sit out. Would you? Yeah, damn right. Oh, I'd put him make, through, train with the kids. I'd put him through, I'd put him tight head prop. Put, oh, him through, uh, put him through the meat grinder. There's two polar opposite thoughts here. Just keep on playing him. Yeah. 
No, actually, I do that. Keep on playing him. Yeah, and t- I, t- I play t- him t- in t- the A League as well on Monday. Yeah, yeah, starting with tight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Teach and him. Farm him out to some uh, university as well for like a Wednesday night fixture. Makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. So I'd be interested to see who of the Leinster players come back fit or come back playing because mm-hmm. Connor, if they've got, well, they only really lose Robbie Henshaw and uh, Dylan, but. If Leinster don't have a full squad, Connacht could uh, fairly so quickly should, win that. There should be one more, and I'm guessing it's Edinburgh Dragons. Is that the only, only other one to play? That does sound about right on the Sunday. Let's just double check. It is Dragons host Edinburgh. Right. Sunday afternoon. I don't know what you want me to say about that. That's that, that's fantastic. Uh, so what are the big boys doing? The big boys, you mean top 14? Uh, no. no the, 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 the middle size, the average size boys. Average size boys, well... The first game, or the televised game on the Saturday, is not the average size boys. This is the big boys. Saracens, second place, host Exeter Chiefs, first place. That is going to be huge. That is that is huge. Ah, it's going to be so interesting just to see who who both teams bring back. Now, Saracens, obviously, they're losing nine players. Uh, they can bring back the Vunipoas. They can bring back Cruis and Itodji. Um Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Some firepower there, but they can bring back. Um, well, Good's not been playing, but Farrell and uh, Duncan Taylor yeah. could, be, could be really important for them. Extra, uh, on the other hand, oh, France, like <coughs> Francis is banned currently. Not that bothered. Um, Noel could come back, but it's very interesting that um, Bax has previously said he won't play Noel on a plastic pitch. Of the, yes, that's right. Because of the high potential of injury and the way that Noel steps, so it'll be interesting to see if they do. And similarly, I've never known a winger not being able to play on a plastic pitch. It should suit them, but it's it's the risk of injury. So well, yeah, it's risk. Of, is he more valuable than everyone else? Uh, that's good. Well, in, uh, he steps in a different manner to a lot of players, doesn't mm, he? Sus- suspicious. Give um, me Saracens for this big. Saracens as well. I will temper that by saying. If they don't, if they're unable for whatever reason to bring back as many of the internationals as they'd like, then I think it'll be a lot closer than you might think. Hmm. Um, then Gloucester host Bath. This is one of my favourite fixtures of the year. I love this fixture. Now, a couple of years ago, it was it was actually my favourite fixture of the year because Gloucester and Bath got into an almighty fra- fracas, <laughs> uh, resulting in I think two, what three yellows and two reds. Tra- Travis Noll the uh, Welsh come off was redded. It was just brilliant. I, I want to see more fighting. <laughs> Who do you think? I don't really know. I mean, Bath are playing rubbish. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't seem to be any way of turning around. I don't think it's necessarily the players. These players were were good a, a, a couple of years ago, but I think they're good because they kind of felt that they were good. They were kind of momentum players, passengers, if, if you like. Yeah. Whereas Gloucester have actually played some reasonable rugby this year, despite lo- losing last week. Yeah, but until that, though, Gloucester have been in great form. So Gloucester at home, they get a few players back, I guess. Laidlaw, have you won? Yeah, Laidlaw's one of the very few players. Because they've not they've not lost many. No, um, sure. I'm going to go with Gloucester. Give me Gloucester. Yeah. Uh, and then this will be interesting again. Worcester host London Irish. I think Worcester is simply a better team. I think you're right. I think they're playing some good rugby at the moment. They're on the up. Uh, but they're both in the half-back honeymoon period at the moment. So Ooh. Yeah, but who would you rather sign? Tonks or, or Hugard? Hugard, if he can get him to do what he's supposed to do. 
he's he's like your Jags players. He's he's equally likely to be throwing thirty yard passes or checking himself out in the mirror. Or yellow carded. Yeah. 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 Uh so yeah, give me Worcester at home. Okay, Sundays. Sunday, Sale Sharks host Leicester. Uh ooh, I'm not straightforward. Sale currently still unbeaten at home. Uh, they drew against Saracens, but besides that they won everything else. This might be the beginning of the end. I'm going to say Leicester. I'm also going to say Leicester. I think they've, they're coming back to some form. Uh, then Newcastle host Wasps. I think Wasps are going to win that. Wasps uh, at Newcastle on a plastic pitch. Yes. Probably the only team you don't want to travel up other than Saracens is Wasps. Yes. Wasps are going to hammer them. It's, it's going to be heavy as well. Yes, I think you're quite right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna finish last one for you because I can I can tell using the, my powers of deduction it's gonna be Harlequins versus Northampton but I don't know where it's uh, at Franklin's Gardens. Yep, and I'm gonna go Northampton. I'm gonna go Northampton as well. Very good. Excellent. Well, that's a truncated MWDP for this week. Uh, we'll be back again for more Egg Chasers Rugby podcast next Sunday or as you all download it Monday. So from me, goodbye. And from Phil. Do you want to flog some wine, Jay? Uh, I would love to flog some wine, but let me tell you something about wine. Okay. Um, I've actually done it, so Acast actually just drop it into the middle. Ah, yeah. very clever. So uh, you won't need to hear me do, do a live read. In fact, you can hear my amazing wine story when it pops up at some point in your podcast, and I don't know when. Randomly, halfway through a sentence, yeah. it'll just pop it'll just up. It'll pop up, and it'll be me selling you some wine. So enjoy that. Perfect. There you go. Well, th- then... Goodbye, JB. Goodbye, Phil. See you next week.